0: just go to cars.com it's magical you are listening to let's talk try the official let's go try podcast
1: swung on line the deep left field in hit-
0: This is Let's Talk try the official Let's Go Triad podcast, episode 143. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, the coronavirus has brought sports to a halt. That's that's basically all of our topics now, but there is, uh, we'll talk about things to do without baseball, and there is, uh, the Sabre Conference went on, and somebody had a really interesting one about, that involved the Indians in 2018, and war, and new metrics, so that's fun. Uh, and of course, we'll take questions, but joining me for all that and more is another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? You know, Nat Blagioy had a four
1: year stretch where he hit 383, but his on base percentage was only 420. Isn't that surprising? Interesting. Um, so, this is what I've been doing in the last couple days. Isn't that normal back
0: then? They didn't walk a
1: whole lot. To I know, but well, it's just, you're right. And I, I just never really. It's just weird to see. It, like, of, yeah, it's just yeah. to see, like, it's it's basically batting lines that I put up in MLB the show. You know, like, I hit 500 and have an on base percentage sometimes of like 498 because I, you know, yeah.
0: the way. Have it, you it's, played it, the new one, by the way? Didn't it just come out? Uh, is it out yet? So. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't I know if it comes out. I don't know if it's out yet. Is it? I don't well, know, maybe it's been it like media people or early access or something, but I, I thought I saw people playing. I know I definitely saw people playing it, but maybe it was just like the early access people. I made it to the World Series as my road to the
1: show guy, and we're playing the Cubs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and I'm like, fuck, no, really? Uh. <laughs> is there going to be a rain delay and everything gets ruined? I don't you know. We're, 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 we're tied at two to two in the series. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. But the Indians have home field advantage again because
0: we had a hundred and... Whatever wins, second well, yeah, the Way to do it <laughs> with your zero point three ERA or whatever. Or Oh, no, this is my home run. This is
1: my batter. Yeah. And he's a rookie, so he only has twenty five home runs in his first forty games. So you
0: know what a scrub he's awful. <laughs> God, he's <laughs> trash. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, the, the reason you're playing that, the reason several others are playing, it, is because of the, the coronavirus, which is going around and it's it's like crippled everything. Everything has stopped. I think our last. It, it's such a weird difference between the last time we had a podcast and now. It's like back then it was like sort of here and it was sort of places, and then maybe there are things being delayed. But now it's just everything is shut down. Uh, I don't know about where you are, but schools around are being shut down. Same. Um, I'm yeah, teleworking those, now, every full single time, sports. So. so, as of
1: tomorrow, yeah, I will be good.
0: yeah two weeks uh, working from home. So yeah, yeah, it's only two weeks. Yeah, I guess it is two weeks is the most norm for everything. But sports is out for like a month, and including the Indian or including baseball and the Indians, it's at least till April. But there's talk, it won't be till at least May, maybe even June. There's talk about like an eighty one game schedule and all kind of crazy things. So really great stuff. It's a really weird time we're in, as far as basically everything. Everyone's happy about it. Oh, they're all thrilled. That's uh, sarcastic, everyone, just so you know. Yes, nobody's happy about it. Trevor Bauer did have his little wiffle ball game, which seems I don't it, it maybe not the the smartest thing to do when everybody's avoiding crowds, but also they're
1: I mean, they've already it's, it's been around people.
0: each other. And I guess yeah. if they're quarantined together or whatever,
1: um, and baseball is the most naturally self-distancing sport there is. <laughs> uh, my brother and I, I was going to try and go and play catch with him yesterday. Um, and I was like, well, should we get, like, sanitize the ball? And that way we'll never actually have any, any interaction with each other because we'll be 40
0: feet from each other. But, you know. <laughs> I think at some point you kind of have to like, it's a a crowd of two is not necessarily going to do it, I guess technically but it's just weird to know like what you can and can't do Everybody's just staying home basically um and hoarding toilet paper which it's that's another thing i thought was they you were specifically told stay home and don't go out don't go in crowds but then everybody hoards in shopping places together to get all this crap the average american must shit 17 times a day (laughs) i mean i'm up to like four because i'm bored mostly (laughs) But good lord. <laughs> and I saw that somebody bought a ton of hand sanitizer, and now they can't sell it, and that just makes me so happy that they can't know, it's, sell it's, it. And it's very satisfying. It was like clamped down on that. Very,
1: very good stuff. Yeah, the uh, the D.C. government declared a... I was at a bar watching the Champions League on Wednesday, and, <laughs> and then the D.C. government declared a state of emergency. I was like, well,
0: I guess I'll just stay here for another hour or so. I mean, at this point, I'm out. I'm fucked one way or the other. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, do you remember that night the NBA shut down? And that yeah. was... Because they ran onto the court because Rudy, what is it? Is it? Gobert is his last Gobert. name. Gobert, Gobert, but he yeah. was, um, he was positive. And like that was a singular crazy thing. I was like, you'll remember where you were the day the NBA was shut down, and then the next day everything was just shut down, and it was like, yeah, this is this is normal. That's what happens. But that difference between the first one and the next like seven sports going down, it's it's weird how that difference is. I guess it's like the whole number versus the statistic thing. Like if one person gets sick, it's different than hearing that seventy thousand are. It's just a statistic at that point. But when it's one league. It seems like a big deal, but when it's baseball, soccer, I think even NASCAR at this point, they're all shut down. Yeah. So only um, you just sort of
1: accept it. There there was live sports last night on, and it was uh, UFC, and they had a crowd and everything, because Brazil doesn't give a shit, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it Brazilian UFC, or is it well, UFC it was just, America?
1: It was, it was UFC 246. So it was official UFC, like Dana White's oh. uh, pr- Pride and Joy, but it was just they were having it in Brazil. It seems like is, a bad idea. Well, you know, I mean, Dana White's never been known to have great
0: ideas all the time. He's a great promoter and everything, so he has some good ideas, but basically since the all the closes were announced I kind of debated like when do you start talking about because it's a conversation to have like when does this impact the Indians on the field like obviously the first couple of days it seemed kind of crass to talk about that when the main worry is everybody being safe and healthy but I mean we're, we're a sports podcast and I think we can talk about it that losing a month of the season is it kind of almost helps the Indians with Mike Clevenger Yo. Aaron Savalli, and Carlos Carrasco they're all injured and you know what's funny is actually I
1: did, I did a radio spot for uh, Toledo radio on Wednesday and I literally
0: talked about just that and that was on Wednesday so <laughs> that was before it, everything was shut down right well no it was right after everything shut down it was no. so <laughs> so you didn't care at all I was like yeah I want to know how this impacts the Indians
1: well I mean I was like well I mean be a little bit selfish it's a little bit kind of it is good for the Indians honestly like uh, they will be able to get healthy then that is good it's a positive you know it, it sucks that. Many may die, and we're all being so horribly impacted. My brother's a waiter, so he's going to not have work for the next, you know, three weeks, or whatever. But if, within the, the realm of sports, if you have a bunch of injured players and they weren't going to make them opening day, and all of a sudden opening day is a month later, great, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a team that's that's paced together and you know held together with twine and dreams, basically. And if two players go down, then they're kind of fucked. And one of those two players, you know. I mean, one of those players and, is is Mike Clevenger, and having him healthy for whatever the full "quote unquote" full season looks like at this point is is good news. Then that's there's no negatives happening, and it's only positive. Yeah, and one of the, Mike
0: Clevenger was in the wiffle ball tournament, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> after having knee surgery, that was that seemed questionable to do, but he was well, there, and I think mean, his team lost. Wiffle ball isn't. uh
1: strenuous i used to play with well, all the time it was what we used to do it in college we'd get you know kind of get a, get a sweet buzz on and just <laughs> there's no running into a football is, is the best part you know yeah it's all, I, it's I all ghost runners so it's fine i was I, I agree with you i watched it for about 20 minutes last night but um yeah you know whatever he's not actually doing anything athletic
0: yeah that's true and i, I think as, as far as benefiting the indians i think they also they start slow and then there's also i guess i guess the biggest downside is it's less time of francisco lindor i don't know how the the trade deadline is going to be impacted or service time or whatever, but that's like question, every day yeah. they're not playing is less time of seeing Francisco Lindor, Very true. which is a huge downside. Um, and I think it's worth saying that every every player, and I would imagine every fan, would rather have a full season even means injured players than losing a month to a earthwide pandemic. But, oh, but since I it's mean, happening, that's... it's worth noting that it, it does sort of benefit the Indians the way that it plays out, I think. And they yeah, are, no. they do also miss out a bunch of games against like the twins or not the twins, but the Tigers and White Sox and Royals. So potentially as far as is if the schedule they just eliminate those games, they need to lose out a bunch of potentially easy wins. So there's a there's a plus and minus takeaway for it. That's kinda of, yeah, I was trying games. to think about that
1: too. Like how does that how does that work out? Like where do you where do you eliminate games? Because, obviously, travel, it, you just chop off at one point and, and go on. Like, I, you
0: can't really... It's a lot to rearrange the last second, too.
1: Because I was thinking about this. Um, it was in two thousand. When did Derrick Rose hurt, get hurt? That was 2010, 2011. Yeah, 2010, 2011 NBA season. They only played 66 games because of a lockout. And... They didn't just chop off everything; was crammed together. Like one of the one of the complaints for the, from that season was there were so many back to backs and so little rest. that things like, like Dwight Howard hurt his back It was never the same. Derrick Rose was overplayed and hurt his knee and he was never the same. Only Iron Men named LeBron James were able to survive it. Uh, so they rescheduled the entire season, right? Which means not just um, not just moving the games around, that's also like changing flight plans and schedules within the arenas. Now it's harder in. Uh, basketball than it is in baseball because basketball a lot of times you'll you'll share with whether it's a an NHL team or uh you know like the, the Spurs have that rodeo that comes to town every year and kicks them out for three weeks or whatever uh, baseball stadiums literally do one thing so scheduling on that side of things will be a little bit less difficult but that's what I was kind of thinking like I don't I don't think they're gonna I think it's possible to have a similar kind of unbalanced schedule because you know the the league likes that it, it likes the fact that the division is so, is so, fo- such a focus of things as it creates more drama and things like that. So, I, I'm wondering
0: if they will actually just reschedule everything and just, ch- and I don't
1: know, not, I, like, I guess it, it depends on how
0: many games you have to miss, right? Because if you right. miss only a couple of weeks, maybe you can just ignore it, but it ends up being a lot longer. I, I think if we get to the point where they're back, like, can you, there's going to be more positive tests among players, I'd assume, if you come back this year. So, you have to get to a point where either you're just okay with that or you just cancel the whole season because there's going to be more positive tests and you can't have this. Like one test, if you have to have everybody quarantined, then that's the whole league again goes down the first time a player gets a positive test and then you yeah. start from the beginning. So I'd assume you do have to get to a point where it's not going to be, the virus itself isn't going to be burned out in a couple months. I don't think so. Uh, I guess it just depends on where we are as a world in a yeah. couple of weeks, if we actually play baseball or not.
1: Well, and you know, I'm thinking about even the, the 1995 season when they only played 144. How I, I don't know what the planning was
0: when it came to that season in terms of and 144 is almost as doable as a you could just trim it to that and have more days off in between because what what is the one everybody else shoots for is it 154 that 154
1: is the you know that was how many they used to do and then 144 they did i mean if they wanted to keep it on i don't know i mean 120 is that a good number i don't know that that would get you through may yeah or into may and realistically i mean just looking at Time frames of where of uh, elsewhere in the world, like it's not it's gonna it's gonna be gone in two weeks, and and then they'll figure it out from there. So a month and a half, you might be able to figure it out. And then how many games are there in a, in a month? Like twenty, what twenty five? <laughs> what in a month? Yeah, all baseball oh, games, baseball, games, baseball yeah. games are there in a month. Oh, I think
0: you meant days. Yeah, like twenty five, twenty six somewhere. Twenty six. Because you something? get like average yeah. one a week, maybe one off day.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you figure you get it down to one hundred and thirty games, and then you can figure it out from there. I, but again, what will they just lop it off and and start up from wherever it was? I think baseball is uniquely positioned to make it like a
0: condensed season, like it always was, and then we'll have a fun complaint for shortening the season. Some, yeah, and it's hard because you don't know how many they're going to miss. At least with the strike, you knew when it was over, you could schedule it. But right now, you have you have no idea,
1: right? Because everything's just kind of up in the air. Like we like we don't know if there will be any more any more NBA at all, or NHL, or Premier League soccer, or you know Champions League just been canceled. Same thing that you moved the Euros over in Europe to. XFL done. XML. I think they specifically said they're not going to come yeah, back. It sucks. I was really getting into that. Fuck. I wasn't, but it well, it's because you have bad taste and don't like cool <laughs>
0: things. That's it. That, that is that's proven. <laughs> now, without all these sports, Merritt, uh, I figured it'd be a good time. Um I was telling you before the show, like at one point, me and Jason, a long time ago, we did it just in the off season when it seemed novel that there's a couple months without just baseball, but there's absolutely nothing now for who knows how long, and you're stuck in your home. So let's just kind of go back and forth with like suggestions for things to watch or things to do or play or whatever while you're stuck at home by yourself with no sports to watch so okay uh, you can, can go first, go first. If you want. Well, i'll go first okay yeah. all right because mine <laughs> i've already been doing it on twitter anyway as um i want everybody to watch the rocket league championship series i think esports in general is in a really good place to fill the hole for people but if you don't play video games or don't follow them or anything like stuff like overwatch is kind of complicated to understand that it's like if you just watch football soccer baseball all that and then like you can't really jump into overwatch and understand it that well but Rocket League is just soccer with cars, and they do lots of tricks. If you understand how difficult everything they're doing is, it's it's easy to just jump in and watch and see how um, amazing it is. And even, what was it, yesterday, there was a game where uh, one player couldn't connect, and so their coach, who retired uh, like last year, jumped in and played, and he scored the winning goal, and that was really cool. Um, so yeah, they have their own little moments, and it's just a fun league to follow. I think all of esports is, it's a good time to get into esport now if you can, but Rocket League is probably the easiest one to get into. I saw also, like, uh, the NBA is going to be simulating nba 2k games or the suns are so that'd be a neat thing to do it i think twitch in general is a good place to go right now if you want to watch live things competing if you just like watching people compete against other people in one way or another it's a good time to just go on twitch and find things to watch that's, that's my first one
1: that's a good one i mean you yeah. could i <laughs> think i just said i'm gonna start doing is going on cameo and finding the cheapest possible people and sending them to friends <laughs> sending them weird messages weird like logan crit- allen for ten dollars even, there's got to be some five or one dollar people on here and just finding them and having them send messages like hey i'm sorry i'm sorry about your i don't even know just send weird messages i can't think of anything off the top of my head i'm not that creative but you know I'll hey take your out. garbage
0: out you forgot hey <laughs> just send little reminders and wonder why gene shallot is sending stuff.
1: hey don't forget to shower you know just things <laughs> like that i think that'd be a fun way to spend a few bucks you know, I mean, you, know you, you won't break the bank or anything like that and for those of us who are trapped in the house and uh, it'll, it'll be a, n- a nice way to to reach out to people who maybe not friends but acquaintances you have that uh, <laughs> that, that could use a pick me up or you know a nice brutal insult. I think that'd be a great way to yeah. f- factor. You know, a hundred bucks a week tops, just on, on on cheap cameos or one expensive cameo. You could get or four Fran Mel Reyes's Dontro Willis is twenty five dollars. So, I mean, if you want the details, a little much mean, for Donchel Willis. I don't know. You know, I I can't tell what the scale is on this website anymore. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, Shane Bieber and Dan Otero are the same price. So, I mean, that's we, we don't know what we're doing here with pricing. Shane Bieber should be like a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, but Santa Claus is ten dollars.
0: <laughs> well, that's not Santa Claus. That's just some guy in a Santa. Claus. Uh,
1: it says Santa, and it says Santa Claus, and is he verified a
0: Santa Claus? Mayor? Uh, so. I'm pretty sure Cameo has one of the. <laughs> Does he have a blue check mark on his uh, name right now?
1: I don't think that those are things Do, on this count. website, dude. Doesn't count them, so whatever. You get Tommy me to to spread some propaganda for you for eighty dollars. <laughs> there you go. There
0: you go. Um, so my Cruise. other one. Go ahead. Is Tom Cruise actually on there? Not Tom Cruise. Oh okay. Um, I was gonna say so you can look on if you go on YouTube, you can't find them by like regular searching, but there's a very specific format you can use to find baseball games from like basically any time. yeah it's true so what you have to do is find um the box score of a game like say it's i should have found one before i did this hold on this is great i stuff. don't remember exactly how far it goes back it goes back a few years so i'll like go 2012 june 6 we'll see what game they play um anyway so you do like if, if uh, just say it was indians yankees so you do cle at ny a for the yankees because in the american league and then you do comma the month day comma year and then you can find it because i think they're hidden or they're very specifically found but mlb hosts them also like legit streams of games but it's like almost every single game for a certain number of years back so if you want to watch any game you don't want to pay for mlb tv to only get the last year like go ahead and do that and you can find basically you can watch you ball pitch for the indians probably you can watch oh, man <laughs> watch cory kluber be really good for the indians which you won't be able to do ever again you can watch Francisco Lindor debut and fall over in front of Miguel Cabrera again. And blame him. Blame that villainous Cabrera for <laughs> tripping him. And then you can also remember that you can just search for most games for sports. Like, well, I don't know why for a little bit I got into finding old Browns games from like 90s and 80s. Yeah, that's psychotic. I don't know why you were yeah. doing that at all. <laughs> it was a terrible idea. But like, because I've never actually seen the drive, that game, but I've I've seen, like, obviously I know what the drive is. But it was neat to see the game itself and just imagine how heart wrenching that much have been for Brown fans at the time. But I wasn't one because I wasn't born. But um, it was neat. You can find a lot of old sports that are bootlegged on YouTube, which is always fun.
1: I don't know why, like, and this isn't just a baseball or even sports problem. It's uh, Netflix has the exact same thing. I can never. Netflix has a shitload of stuff you can watch, and I can, You can't find it. I mean, it's just oh, yeah, it's not it's actually findable because their search feature sucks, or they. Um, don't highlight it. So it just kind of sits way down in the basement somewhere. Then they're all like that. Hulu's like that, too. I, you, know, you can find some fun, neat movies on there. Um,
0: the HBO Now one is pretty good. You can find a whole lot of stuff in there. So I, I think <laughs> almost YouTube or Netflix might be designed by design like that now because they were trying to push all their original stuff. It seems yeah. like all I get recommended are Netflix originals, but there's also a bunch of old movies that I'd love if they would just show them to me.
1: Speaking of that, that's one thing I've finally been getting around to doing is watching movies I've been meaning to watch. The last two days, I watched <laughs> the, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was delightful, I that's have really to good, say. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I can't believe I didn't watch it before, but what an easily consumable way to make a movie, too. Six stories, each one about 25, 30 minutes long. Each one beautifully shot and interesting. and like Even the the, the sixth story was just basically a stage play uh really two of them, uh, most of them are a kind of stage play either there's that one uh all gold valley where it's an old prospector uh hunting for gold in a in a valley that looks r- remarkably like that one in um for those who played red dead redemption 2 up in the upper northwest part of the map there's that big valley where it's a nice place to shoot deer uh anyway so i watched that and i watched uh Oh, uh, hell or high water last night, and that was awesome
0: too. So anyway, oh, I, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Nobody ever was, knows about it, but that it's that movie so good. was really good. Like it was. Yes, <laughs> you didn't like it was. The way they tell the story is so amazing that everything just like slowly unravels towards the end, and it's so good. And it's just and there's no real villain technically. Right. I mean, the older brother the is bank, yeah. kind of a dick. The bank, and that,
1: you know what? That's the thing. The villain is actually just the bank, and. <laughs> It's it's and it it, just, it was neat the duality of the of the pair of them like the, the brothers dressed the same but so do the the two um, Texas Rangers and it was just it was well shot and I don't know well acted and good and fun and but yeah it's just that's why I'm I'm a little irritated by I'm dual irritated actually I'm irritated by the fact that that there's not more stuff on these various like like old movies and things like that like there's these there's documentaries I want to watch right like there's a uh, there's this one called the War Room. It's about the 1992 Clinton campaign. Uh, that's supposed to be like a landmark. When I want to watch the, the Salesman, which is what which is a documentary from the 1970s. Um, and they're not anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it just sucks that the fact that everything can be digital, but you can't get it very easily. Like even on demand, I, like it's it's hard to find. And then. Uh, Even when it is easy to find, it's not easy to find on things like Netflix and things like that.
0: I did find out that if you go to, I don't know if it works actually online, but the Google Play Movies app, if you can go on there and connect what services you have, or you don't have to connect. You just have to say you have it. And then when you do, it'll show up when you're searching for the movie. Like if you search for Star Wars or something, it'll actually just show it on Disney Plus instead of a price. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and they have everything on there. So
1: That's what I wanted, some way to search you know, all the every service simultaneously because i know somewhere out there is a is the movie i want to watch i just don't know yeah, how to there's find a it. website for it somewhere i just don't And know like having to go to netflix and then hulu and then the you know whatever amazon and then and then eventually going to the on demand site so like on my on my cable anyway watching movies a great way to there pass you know. the time when you're trapped <laughs>
0: inside and good ones yeah. bad ones who cares just watch them baby <laughs> and then the last quick one i have and then if you run them when you can and then we'll go on to actual baseball things again but so there's a guy, Um, I watch more YouTube than I probably should, just random things, but there's a guy named Lazy Game Reviews who restores old computers, which is really, I don't know if it's quite ASMR, but it's very zen and good background noise, but he just like, um, I guess he goes like thrift stores, or he, people send him stuff, and he just restores it and sets it up, and then he has these big mechanical keyboards, like the Model M and stuff. It's so cool to watch and listen to, because he just like cleans the computer, sets them all up, does the DOS setup and everything, but I'm, I'm getting about as niche as you possibly can here, baseball fans who also like restoring old computers, but... If you happen to, uh, I think it goes by LGR Lazy Game Reviews on YouTube is a good one to binge watch him restoring things or um, finding old games to play and stuff It's kind of neat. Well,
1: uh, we, we can stay on the um, on the YouTube side of things, and if you ha- if you want to watch, what I I don't know. Um, so there's this uh, there's this channel the makers do not eat D O N O T E A T O one and he does um, he plays city skylines, but he talks about it. Um, talks about how the architecture of a city um, can be painful to like the working class and things like that. And, and how like things like uh, parking uh, has an impact on like, how parking impacts people or how highways can impact neighborhoods and things like that. He has this whole series called, well, there's your problem and talks about massive collapses of bridges and things like that and how it happened. And, um no, it's great. It's a lot of fun. He talks about how cities are grown and created, and how uh, the marginalized become increasingly marginalized within those cities based on the architecture of the city and how they kind of plan to level places. And you know, they they label things as slums when really it's just a you know place where working class no. or poor people live. Great. Is this well,
0: all through city skylines, is Yeah, you, like, and he does it all yeah, all. yeah, it's all yeah. He
1: cool. just does the whole thing like within city skylines. Like he'll t- he'll tell a story about how like you know the he has a wonderful voice. I mean, it kind of sounds like this, but it's—I don't know—it's—it's it's very good. But like, i will t- tell a story of like how the the c- you know the city wanted to plant a highway through here, and just telling about the impact that, that putting that highway through that certain stretch of the city can have fifty years down the line. It, it struck a chord for me because where I grew up, there's a nearby a city called Waterbury, and they put in this this north south highway, and they basically just put it right through the middle of this vibrant ethnic neighborhood, this this big uh, this the big Italian area of town, and just cut it right in half. And it and like it just gutted the place. Like it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal to have to walk under a bridge to get the other side of this thing. But like between all the the houses that get to get knocked down, the the visual the the visual element and the feel of having to go underneath that highway, it, it, it destroys property values and things like that. And so it, just, it struck a chord for me. But he does it all through city skylines as the as the backdrop and. It's very neat. Um, do not eat is his thing. And he, you know, like I said, he's got a podcast called Well, There's Your Problem, which is very good. And talks about the uh, the failures of lack of regulation or people chasing a dollar at the expense of often people's lives. Um,
0: and it's good stuff. Cool. All uh, very guess...
1: leftist critique of um,
0: <laughs> of things is what it is, basically. Yeah, but, but they're a video game. And that's cool, too. Um, I guess it's sort of related to uh, things to do because I've been watching Saber streamed there. Um, yeah, the saber con I don't. Do they always do that? Or just no? It's no, the no, first it's time. Fun? Yeah, it's the first. Okay, time. it's really cool. Like, yeah. um, Brian Kenny was the. I don't know if he was quite the MC, but he was the, the leadoff speaker, as um, a way to put it. But there was a lot of good things. It's like it's so far up to like eighteen hours or more of content and streaming live again. So, as far as finding something to do to kill the time, you got a lot there. But one of them that caught my eye especially was um someone named Russell Esam who writes at Batflips and Nerds. He presented at Saber. He he had this. So he was looking. He's an Indians fan, and in twenty eighteen. He was looking, as I think most of us were, that the Indians were so good in the regular season and then flopped so hard in the playoffs because they had two top five batters and four top ten pitchers. Um, so what he basically did was he developed a stat. It's sort of like a substat, I guess you could call it, because it build, it goes into war to adjust it. But it was strength of player space. Based. Basically, he took the um, the WOBA of the players you faced at the end of the season and averaged them out so you would come to what it sounds like, the strength of who you faced, and to adjust that um, for war. And so obviously what happened when he applied to the Indians is in 2018 is a lot of them showed up as they had a lot of easy competition. Like he had, um, so, so was the exact way of comp, uh, calculating it is he would take the average end of season Woba of all the players they had faced for the season to give them an output for that player. For example, if a batter had 10 plate appearances against a Woba um, pitcher with 300 Woba against and 10 plate appearances against a 330 Woba pitcher, his strength against would be 315. So it's just an average of who they all faced. Um, and as far as the leaderboard of who had the the highest for a batter, which means you faced easier competition, I'm trying to word that out of my head, but um, it was Roberto Perez had the highest and then Greg Allen, Yonder Alonzo was in there, Jason Kipnis, Michael Brantley, Jose Ramirez. So it was very clear that the Indians had a lot of players in there. Um, even after he ended, it took it out to account for pitchers, batters in the NL, it was still a lot of Indians. <laughs> it was still Brantley, Alonzo, Kipnis, Roberto Allen. So, and then he applied that to war. And of course, a lot of players went down Francisco Lindor, uh, lost quite a bit of war off his, I can't find the exact number, but it was just kind of neat to see whether the way he did it and the way it kind of reinforces what we all thought that the 2018 Indians had benefited a lot from an easy schedule. Um, and Then got destroyed by the Astros, who probably were cheating at the time, but it still happened. <laughs> didn't sure didn't help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a neat stat. He also did in his presentation. He went back even further. He has a blog post that is only 2018, but he eventually went back for historical data, which is also neat to look at. And there's there's a huge there's a lot of stuff about how baseball is changing with the shift of having so many has been's and or um, have and have nots. How split the league is that's a, that's shifting how this stat in particular is evaluating players because. A lot of players face so many bad pitchers like the Indians, and in a lot yeah. of places, they're stuck facing like the great teams like the Astros and the Yankees. And it was really neat. It's it's about like what is it twenty five or so minutes into the day two of Saber. I can link to it directly, but but it was a neat thing to watch. And if you're looking for something to watch, you can watch the the Saber streams and catch Russell Easom talking about the Indians, which is neat.
1: No, I um I didn't. So I kind of thought uh, that, <laughs> that that was kind of already built in. I guess it's not quite. No, pays. it's not. Well, because like it's, you know, it's it's weighted on base average, but I guess it, I I always kind of thought that, that that kind of like with OPS plus WRC plus it's it's kind of a but that's more of a I guess that's more it kind of like a,
0: implicitly evens out, but it's not strictly saying.
1: But that, but that that factors in park park factors and things like that too. But I, I just kind of figured that some sort some level of strength of competition was factored in. But I have to say that it was in watching that I was like, oh, okay, so all those uh, <laughs> all those quiet
0: worries I had were real and true and good okay so <laughs> isn't that good reassurance to get in these times of panic that everything i still you feel afraid of is real
1: i still feel miserable thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> literally a series i didn't get to watch a single game of because they were all starting at like 2 p.m on a, on a weekday and the you just got bludgeoned to death so by the time i got out of work like it was already 17 to 1 or whatever the hell the final scores of those games was i felt like that it was awful just just, just tremendously bad and just ha- having a team cheat while at the same time you're you've been playing way over your head all year yeah no that was um it makes one wonder is francisco lenoa really a top five hitter i think he is but who am i to say this um are you know is is Corey kluber really that that great or, or, or were those late season surges when you want to say because he got to face trash garbage and filth um most days who, who's to say who's to say <laughs> yeah. really I mean, we always go back to the idea of, well, they're still major league hitters, but uh, as he pointed out and as we've noticed, and you know, every year it's going to get more and more have and have not, uh, there is definitely a, a, stratific- a, <laughs> a stratification in what a major league hitter really is. Alex Bregman and, I don't know, let me just pull up a random name here. Um... Uh, Lewis Brinson? Yeah, that's a good one. Lewis Brinson are not quite the same caliber of hitter. Uh, you know, Garrett Cooper and Pete Alonzo aren't going, aren't going to stand, you know, they're, they're not really going toe to toe. Uh, and they're definitely going to have a bad time compared to, well, one will have a worse time compared to the other one. Boy, the... Mariner, the Marlins were really bad last year.
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> and the year before, and the year and before, and the year before.
1: <laughs> they're, they're generally pretty bad. So, yeah, and I, I guess that's happens. what I mean. Now. It's the the, the the idea of the "quote unquote" major league hitter is uh, false in many ways, and uh, you just wonder what this does. And who I don't really care about stats, but again, it's his results in things like what happened to the Indians in 2018, and then I don't know. We always we always talk about how you know until we're blue in the face now we think it's stupid Like it's not that big of a deal to be on the yankees as opposed to being on the astros or whatever in terms of competition but really it is i mean you're facing minimum two other playoff caliber teams if not world's world series caliber teams and that definitely has an impact in any number of ways whether it's statistically
0: or just in actual quality of player yeah it's neat that for the longest time the the point of advanced stats were to to take out constant t- context and just get straight down the player skill but eventually you, you drill so far down that you need context again yeah <laughs> you got to get back to the fact that you can measure how good these players are against better players and it, it does make a difference compared yeah, it's, to it's, it's just it's, pretending they're it's, throwing against a robot
1: it's like it's it's um how do i want to put this it's like finding a way to quantify the eye test if that makes sense you know where you're like yeah that's good yeah you're like you're watching a guy, you know, you're watching Corey Kluber pitch every day, and you're like, "Well, yeah, but he's been pitching against you know, sh- shit for for years now." Like, I don't know. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a uh, a couple of players that he pitches against. He pitches against a lot. You know, he's, he's facing people like um, bad Alex Gordon or uh, Ryan O'Hearn a lot. You know, like these are these are players that are not exactly the finest of quality uh, as far as MVP caliber hitters goes, and uh, it's just uh, you you wonder. If, if what you're seeing is actually true or not. So this allows us to actually say, nope, it's not, it's fake. It's all fake. And this is, he doesn't <laughs> deserve any real. of these
0: Cy Youngs. <laughs> Corey Kluber's actually bad secretly.
1: Thank God they got See, rid of him Twitter
0: now. <laughs> Ooh, good move guys. <laughs> we can just cling to that forever. But yeah, if you're looking for something to, to watch, there's, there's a ton of them to watch um i guess obviously you don't like this stuff don't watch it but if you're even mildly <laughs> interested in in like advanced stats or measuring baseball it's, it's cool to see this kind
1: it's of dry I'll, I'll say that much oh, oh it's yeah my dry. Own,
0: these are like the smartest <laughs> baseball people and they have they're great at math and computers but their their live stream flickers it bounces up and down the whole time and it drives me nuts the charisma <laughs> levels are not the highest you know these aren't exactly yeah.
1: um the people who are going to be on mlb network they're the ones who are in doing the, the work for the people that are going to be on yeah, they're, Network. Yeah, they're, like they're in the back office in the nerdery doing all the, the number crunching. Well those network. are my
0: people, Merritt. I shouldn't be on MLB Network. I shouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing the nerdery stuff. I should be doing the uh, but, the, the podcast stuff because yeah. <laughs> I, I get bored. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's something else for you to do and something neat that happened that referenced the Indians. Uh, so every every Sunday, ask you guys for questions on Twitter, Facebook, and Let's Go Tribe. Got a few this week. Obviously, there's there's no baseball to ask about, so we got some uh, thought changing ones maybe i don't know how to describe it but our first one at during baseball he wants to know if you had to pick three players on indians current forty nine roster to lead your zombie apocalypse survival team which three would you choose
1: huh that's a very good question we i mean Framo
0: reyes we can just stop there oh, come on you gotta <laughs> just give him a weapon tell him to go in he's good
1: i was gonna actually my first pick was gonna be roberto perez he's cerebral uh he wears armor <laughs> so (laughs) he does have the armor buff that only catches now. uh so him probably uh shane bieber would be the leader type that i would get he's calm collected focused he can throw (laughs) he can throw a (laughs) he's calm collected
0: he can throw a damn bullet (laughs) yeah
1: so yeah i think that's that's a good trio right there i would go with yeah reyes uh bieber and and perez that's a nice um it it gives me a sense of a good like D and D You have your D and
0: uh, group. You have your tank. You have your caster, and you have a long range guy. So it's perfect. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, you you went more of the um. You took I didn't think about leadership roles or anything like that. I was just thinking toolsiness. So I was well, I was going Framar toolsy, as a big buddy. Guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got that in spades. All right. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you got Framar Reyes, and then Delano de Shields as your like guy that needs to run in and get stuff, and then I mean, some pitcher, I would guess. Maybe class A because he can throw a million miles an hour. Like, yeah, you never know when you need to throw something far. <laughs> Too much movement on his pitches. That's, That's why he want Beaver. Not a lot of movement. You, but you, you got to be able to throw hard. I mean, you have to throw hard enough, but. Maybe Clever. would just be nuts in the postal
1: park. I mean, what's two miles an hour at that point? It's going to cave That's in true, a zombie
0: yeah. skull. Come on now. Earth throwing supplies, whatever. Maybe Hunter Wood just because he's wet. I don't know. That's going to help at some point. I would assume. <laughs> you know what? Yes, I'd want him because I wonder to my mind because otherwise he's going to be the villain. Although he'd probably double cross you. He's way too he damn to be trusted. He he definitely is double crosser. But yeah, I mine thinking- I think would be class A. Um, just shields and Reyes.
1: I mean, I would, I would, I would dump the shields and I'd go with Bradley Zimmer instead because he's taller. So you can get stuff on high shelves and he's just as <laughs> fast true. and he can step over, you know, say there's a, some tumbled over rubble, easier to get over it. Cause he's mostly <laughs> leg. See, so you gotta, I don't really think these things through. What are we dealing I, I'm with picturing some... this
0: and I just see Waluigi just like going over stuff. I can't yeah, see I Bradley Zimmer anymore. And, and, and it seems like a very valuable skill, <laughs> yeah. right? It's perfect. Yeah. That's good that's a good choice either or because yeah you're right he is basically just as fast there's no walls for him to run into Mm -hmm. theoretically so Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah thank you for that question that's a fun one when there's literally nothing else to talk about um our next one at ethan witt who writes for actually i think he runs the good fight the phillies blog Mm -hmm. he asked what does former philly cesar hernandez have to do this year to earn another contract i don't know if there's anything (laughs) i think he's just a stopgap to Nolan Jones, and yeah, then we'll find another one next year. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of him being on the Indians yeah, next If, year. This if, is, if this Nolan is, Jones isn't ready for some reason, they'll just find somebody else who's cheaper. This is <laughs> and, the, pre, the primo Indian
1: signing. This is everything we always dreamed of. It's, I mean, that's not true, but it's everything we always expect whenever it's the offseason in Cleveland is yeah. signing a top 10 uh, second baseman. That's what we expected, right? Oh, wait no uh, he yes it's true it's a fact by math math speaks these things into existence yeah. and only through math will we be saved yeah so yeah nothing i i I mean unless he's like he suddenly learns how to hit like vintage chase Utley and says no i don't actually like money you can pay me in peanuts and also i'm gonna live in the stadium like and in, also unless, they trade nolan jones and also they trade nolan jones yeah so yeah, I think that's that's basically it, is if he demands less
0: money and also hits real good. That's... He just loves Cleveland so much he just wants. I it.
1: can't take money. any more money out of this beautiful economy. <laughs> Give this to the people.
0: He's on like one of those shows where people fall in love with AM and objects, but it's a Progressive Field, he just mm-hmm. doesn't want to leave it. Yeah, he's like just, the he's one who loves uh, he's a. Somebody rocker. loved a roller coaster. I think one time that was a fun one. Who doesn't anyway? <laughs> so thank you for that one. Uh, our next, we'll, we'll finish up with this one for the last question of the show. At Richard K Bach, he wants to know how important is it that lefty hitters practice bunting to beat the shift? How could a decent, how could a decent bunter hit against the uh, shift? 500, 600, I think higher. Why aren't they especially off, lead off an inning? Uh, I think that's that's it's been talked about before. I don't think by us, but it's a huge misconception that you can just bunt and then it works every time. Bunting, is like stupid. you're giving up your chance to hit no matter what, and yeah. at best you get on first, at worst you pop it up or it doesn't go far enough, and you. We get have to out. remember that the ball is moving. Yeah, it's still out there. <laughs> it's not any easier.
1: Well, the, the even the one coming in at you,
0: you know, the, the yeah. pitch
1: is moving even as it comes. And I don't mean that's just what I mean. Yeah. in a in, in a in a you know vector towards you, it could be curving, it could be sliding, it could be splitting. changing up, it could be splitting <laughs> or screwing, effacing, it, could be, it could be screwing. Yeah,
0: it could be doing any of these things. <laughs> uh, fasting, cutting. Too seeming, sinking. I wonder if you get injured more if you tried to. If everybody just started bunting like crazy, would there be more guys gonna hit in the face with like. Remember what happened to AJ Burnett in practice that one time? Uh, Like if you increase the number of bunts exponentially, eventually people gotta get dinged in the face, right? It's gonna happen. (laughs) See, bunting kills, Merit, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Don't bunt. Maybe you could hit 500, 600, but nobody would care. You just get a bunch of singles, and then you're out two outs later anyway. To be fair, you. If you guys had a guy who only ever hit singles, but he hit 500,
1: he'd be the MVP. I mean, well, he'd, be the, he'd be the best player in the world. If, if he never walked and he only hit 500, you're still talking about 1,000 OPS. Yeah. And he's on base twice a game. That's incredibly valuable. My God.
0: But even then, it's, it's different than bunting, though. Because yes. then if you're bunting, you're still going to get the guy out in second almost every time. Well, no, because I guess the point is they would be over because the shift is there. But maybe. right, exactly, yeah. So I mean, but you just can't bunt five hundred. I don't think, even if you. No,
1: it's it's utterly impossible. The yeah. these are some of the yes, it's baseball and they wear baggy clothes. We don't think of them as as much of an athlete as an NBA player, but these guys are supreme athletes. And I guess it's against the shift, so maybe. No, it's just very hard. If they could, if we could do it that easily, why don't they just hit it that way? You know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. People always say, just hit it, you know, just go opposite field with it. Just you know, just do that. I mean, I almost feel like I, almost feel like telling a player to do that would be easier than telling them to bunt it that way every time. And we saw that happen with Jose Ramirez this past year, where he stopped, he stopped trying to pull the ball, and he was terrible. He was truly horrendous. And I think that's a perfect case of someone trying to, um, change how they approach the ball. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I understand where the guys, where, where the question asker is coming from. Um. I hope but he just realizes how this is naturally an anti bunting um, space. <laughs> <We just laughs> this is not a to... safe space for bunting, man. No, no, of of all an the things we hate, bunting is probably <laughs> it's up there. We're sick of it. Um, if you can hit the ball 175,000 feet, you should try to every single time. If yeah. you can only hit it 90, well, not 90, if you can hit it 140 feet, you should probably do that instead because chances are it'll fall on the ground and then it squirt to the wall. And then you have two bases or even three or an inside the park home run. And that sounds great.
0: Yeah. Those are my feelings. Yeah, that's basically where I am too. So thank you for the question. I think hopefully we explained it well enough that it's yeah. you just don't do that. It, I think if you could, people would do it. If they thought you could button six hundred all the time, it'd be done. But I hope we weren't too mean. Uh, I probably we were mean. I mean, you were, but I don't think oh, that's true. I'm a, yeah, <laughs> you're just the meanest anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be our show for this week. If you, yeah, I'm not that mean. Well, the meanest. But if you listen this far, leave us a review on. Uh, I almost said Facebook, but on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. And and we're gonna be here. I think I don't plan on going anywhere. We're gonna get weird after a while if there's no baseball. But we both collect baseball cards so we'll talk I about those a couple packs
1: open <laughs> we'll
0: open them in full audio no video we'll just talk yeah, about them we'll and talk about the card we we'll
1: describe it like this one right here i am holding <laughs> in my hand an andy allenson card <laughs> a person per- person who actually played for the indians in 1989 and who hit yeah. 263 in 1988 as a catcher uh scored 44 runs uh this there's might a be a typo, because I'm pretty sure he didn't have 100. Uh, he didn't have 1,214 hits. <laughs> wow, a yeah, typo. I don't think he's 1,200 hits. See, the car's worth $40,000 now. Holy shit. What if it's worth something? Get out of here, Pharaoh. My cat's ready to it. eat it now. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it, 1,200 hits and only 11 doubles. And no home runs. Five home runs. This is the <laughs> guy. This is the guy who bunted
0: every time. Interesting. <laughs> he exists. Several years ago. Oh, but yeah, that's a preview <laughs> of the future. We're going to get weird, because there's not going to be baseball, but we'll stop here. So. But yeah, we, we, we need to talk anyway. Yeah. So talk to you next week, man. Yeah, I'll be here. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple.